And this morning we have a special guest because anytime there is a Jewish festival or feast or anything pretty much on the calendar, <laughs> you're able to actually help kind of explain something that maybe we would just read on a calendar, not really know what it's talking about. You come in, you spend a few hours and you help us really learn. So this one, we're going from the month of Av to the month of Elul. So we're talking about the month of the Father. To the, the month of Elul, it's about a romantic kind of love. It is. Well, and in both, it's it's also, if you can think of, it's a month of romance and preparation. So think of uh, getting ready for a wedding. It's the preparation. It's the cleaning. It's the being ready. It's all the things. You guys mm. are getting ready to get a house. You know how all of that stuff comes into getting ready. You're cleaning. You're preparing. You're packing. You're yeah. all that kind of stuff. So this month is is that. It's the getting ready. And you're, what are you getting ready for? Well, the fall feasts are here. Anytime you hear Elul, it means the fall feasts are coming in. So uh, it actually begins this weekend, in a sense, this Sunday night uh, on Monday, officially the on the biblical calendar. We shift from the month of Av, which means father, to the month of Elul. And I'll break that down for you more. I'll be here, actually, for, for a couple of weeks uh, to, to talk about all these things. And then a couple of weeks uh, in September as well for, for all of the feasts. But uh, the... First day of Hillel is Monday, and that is when Moses went up on Mount Sinai for the third time. Most people don't realize he ended up fasting 120 days wow. for these Ten Commandments. The moral of the story, don't break the first set, I guess. Yeah. But he finally got the Ten Commandments, came down. He descended 40 days later on what's considered the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur. So as summer becomes fall, we'll have gone from the saddest days to the holiest day, all kind of good stuff is, is coming. And uh, today, I'm just going to kind of break it wh wh where we've been down. So the next 40 days is set aside to prepare us to encounter God on that holiest of all days. So mm. I'm going to take us down three different roads during the month of Elul to get us ready. So today is the first of three visits I'll be making on Coffee with Corey this month. So I'll be having a lot of coffee in my future. And, of course, uh, if it's Elul, that means the fall feasts are almost here. And that means I'll be visiting three more times in September because you got three feasts all coming up. And that is the month of Tishrei. So this morning, it is the 28th day of the month of Av. So before we jump into Elul and start to get ready for the feasts of September, I wanted to talk about the events of the last 30 or 40 days and the lessons learned during the month of the Father. And we kind of have to go even further back, though, to really get a grip. And by Father, I do mean the Heavenly Father, Jehovah God. There are questions to answer, like, how well do we know the Father? Are we really encountering Him? What's His name? We'll also look at the name of the Son and discover what Hebrew can reveal about name. So we may dig into the Hebrew language a bit more than we normally would today. So the biblical year started back in March with the month of Nisan and Passover or Pesach. We remember when God delivered the Israelites from Egypt, the Passover lamb, and of course the cross of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, who was the lamb of God slain for the sins of the whole world. Then there's the feast of unleavened bread. You have the feast of first fruits. That's when Yeshua, Jesus rose from the grave. The long Exodus journey of 50 days as we count the Omer on our way to the feast of Shavuot, 
Pentecost, and that's when the summer begins. So there's a whole lot jammed in there as spring turns to summer. And then we remember the giving of the law or Torah at Mount Sinai, which is also, if you go fast forward 1,500 years, the time of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church. So mm-hmm. quite a bit goes on there. So as summer heats up, this is probably the uh, fastest summary of six months of the biblical year you'll ever get. But nonetheless, as summer heats up about midway through the fourth month, which is called Tammuz, things turn pretty dark for Israel. They make the golden calf. You know, they wait 38, 39 days, and then they just stop. They just go, we're not waiting any longer. And they make their own God. And, of course, Moses comes down the mountain the next day, and things do not go well. He smashes the commandments. And that particular day is remembered in history. The 17th of Tammuz becomes a dark time throughout all of their history when the enemies actually breach Jerusalem's walls twice before destroying both temples. So, you know, once you open up the doors, you open up with that golden calf. And when you run after a sin, uh, you know, things just keep following you. And that's not good. So first the Babylonians, and then 500 years later, Rome uh, breached their walls. It's the beginning of a period uh, each year that they call the three weeks, when they refrain from all pleasure. Think about that. Three weeks refraining from all pleasure. Uh, there's a lot to grieve, and I want you to think about walking through why they do what they do. Even if we just focus on Rome's siege of Jerusalem, which was around 68 AD, which is 40 years or so after they rejected Jesus as their Messiah, the Jews of that day were so confident that their Messiah would come in 68 AD in that range that several factions, while they were surrounded by Rome, Each day they burned each other's food, trying to be the most powerful group when the Messiah came. They're expecting to come, you know, a ruler or a warrior to come to beat Rome for them. Hunger became so great that many tried to escape and forage for food. 500 or more were captured and crucified daily. Mm. More than 600,000 died from starvation. By the time it was over, more than a million died and another 100,000 were captured and sold as slaves to guess where? Egypt. Mm. That's what that three weeks is looking, a portion of looking back on. In the middle of the three weeks of this morning, the month of Av begins. It arrives with the saddest day in their history. It's called Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av. And it's the anniversary of multiple tragedies, because you think they haven't had enough tragedies. Of all the tragedies that happened on the ninth of the month of Av, 3,500 years ago, as they stood on the border of the promised land, the 12 spies returned. Ten brought a bad report, which the people received as truth, and then refused to enter the land for fear of giants. They would spend the next 40 years dying in the desert for the rebellion. That was by far the worst day they had. But it was just the beginning, because, you know, once you open the door, those things come through the door, right? It was on the same date, Tishbav, Ninth of Love. Solomon's temple was destroyed by Babylon in 586 B.C. Then in 70 A.D., as we were just talking about, on the 9th of Av, after all the starving and and all that, Rome brought four legions in, killed over a million Jews, destroyed the second temple, which Herod had built. But that's not it. It continues on. 65 years later, in 135 A.D., on Tishbav, Rome brought 
10 legions in to crush the Bar Kokhba revolt. And this, if you want to just read, if you like to study war and history, Bar Kokhba revolt was one of the most interesting wars. They were uh, battling and they made caves and it was guerrilla warfare. It went on for years. They were brutally butchered in the final battle of Bitar on the 9th of Av. Over 500,000 Jews killed in that one battle. One year after their conquests of Batar, the Romans plowed over the Temple Mount on the 9th of Av in 138 AD. They banned every Jew from visiting or living in Jerusalem. And the overflow from the Bar Kokhba tragedy affects every one of us. And I'll tell you more in just a bit. A lot of what we're going to talk about is the overflow from Bar Kokhba. So Tishabav is set aside for even more intensive mourning than the time in Tammuz. With absolutely no pleasure, it's even forbidden to study the Torah since it's considered an enjoyable activity. The only exception is you're permitted to read or study tragedy, such as the Book of Lamentations and portions of Jeremiah, when you're just asking why, 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 how did this happen? It's in, in the... In the pre-fast meal, eat a hard-boiled egg and a piece of bread dipped in ashes while sitting on the floor. It's just continue to remind you, mm. you have messed up. Since the month is Av, it's so filled with sadness. And of course, Av, in Hebrew language, means father, which refers to God, who is their hope. So it's customary to add the name Menachem, which means comforter or consoler. So the month is technically called Menachemoth. Once you get past the ninth of Av, Things turn around quickly, and the month changes dramatically. The Shabbat after Tishabav is called the Sabbath of Comforting, or Tubav. They read parts of the book of Isaiah, this time they speak of comforting and uh, the people for all their suffering, and about redemption. It's also a marriage holiday, one of the happiest days on the Jewish calendars. It's pretty much like Valentine's Day on their calendar. It's a timeless picture of the promise that after Israel rebels and God scatters her, God will restore her. And the verse to think about in that case, Zechariah 8, uh, For thus says the Lord of hosts, As I purpose to bring disaster to you, when your fathers provoked me to wrath, and I did not relent, said the Lord of hosts, so again I have purposed in these days to bring good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Fear not, thus says the Lord of hosts. The fast of the fourth month, which was Tammuz, 17, and the fast of the fifth month, which is the ninth of Av, and the fast of the seventh month, that's another one, shall be to the house of Judah seasons of joy and gladness and cheerful feasts. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. So in the midst of it all, they're mourning after all these years, thousands of years now, is to say, look, this is not my heart for you. And one day, these days will be turned around so dramatically. So, again, all of these fast days, one day, become seasons of joy and gladness and cheerful feasts. All right, next week, I'll be going to share all about Elul. And it's a really good month. Even the four letters that spell Elul, which are Aleph, Lamed, Vav, and Lamed, are an acronym for the phrase in Song of Songs 6-3, which is Ani Lirodi Virodili, which translates, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine, which is the inscription I wear on my wedding ring. So it is a beautiful, beautiful month and lots of cool stuff to talk about. 
But today, we're going to focus on the father. Now, not all the, the sad, depressing stuff of Av, but really focusing in on who the father is and how we can encounter him in new ways. And I think it's one of the most important things I'll ever teach you. So I'm looking really forward to it.